0: Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? Written and read by Danny Stack. Chapter 20, Over the Edge. As Swindon ran off like a lunatic, Billy, the Colonel and Woody didn't waste any time in running from the caravan themselves, but they headed straight towards the cliff where they could find Nelson's head. They knew this was vital evidence. They had to get it. As they walked from the caravan to the cliff, Billy felt a buzz about being the leader of the investigation and how seriously they were all treating it now, despite Swindon's conspiracies. When they reached the cliff, they stood near the edge and gazed at Nelson's head, which lay halfway down the cliff face. "'How did it get down there?' asked the colonel. "'Thrown away or blown away?' "'A squirrel's head probably doesn't burn very well,' offered Woody. The colonel glanced at him. "'Over you go then, Woody?' Woody put up his hand. Can I ask a very important question? Why always me? Asked yes. he Not unreasonably. Not scared, are you? said the colonel, goading him along. That's not the point. We'll use a rope to hold you, said Billy, trying to sound encouraging. But we don't have a rope, Woody said, somewhat confidently. The colonel smiled, then held up a rope she was holding by her side. Woody puffed his cheeks. Now he knew he was going to have to do it. He was going over the edge. The colonel used a special knot she had learned in brownies to secure Woody to the rope and then added her own twist on the knot for added security. This is called the impossible knot guaranteed not to slip she said. You're just making that up there's no such thing as the impossible knot said Woody. No one's going to let you fall not on my watch replied the colonel which made Woody feel better. We won't let you down said Billy or at least we won't let you fall down Woody was nervous but felt more confident knowing the Colonel and Billy were taking this seriously. He started to edge his way cautiously over the cliff. Billy and the Colonel released some slack on the rope whilst making sure they had a firm grip. Woody took a few more steps and over he went. Luckily the cliff face was jagged enough so that Woody could lower himself down with relative ease using the rocks as a guide. He wasn't going to fall as long as he was careful and, of course, if Billy and the Colonel didn't let go of the rope. He looked at Nelson's head below him and his stomach flipped with excitement. The view was suddenly a bit more daunting. But he went bravely on and reached the ledge next to Nelson's head. Give me some slack, he cried. What did he say? asked Billy, not hearing him properly. Give me a smack, suggested the Colonel. Slack, give me some slack. Woody cried again. Ah, slack, right, said the Colonel. They gave him more slack, but they ran out of rope. Woody stretched his arm out to grab Nelson's head, but it remained tantalisingly out of reach. A bit more, he shouted. That's all there is, said Billy. I can't reach. Try harder, said the colonel. Woody was getting frustrated now. He was trying hard. He couldn't reach Nelson's head with his arms, so he tried to snag it with his feet. Behind Billy and the colonel, Mr Slug came up the path muttering to himself about all the tasks he had to do around the camp. He stopped in his tracks when he saw Billy and the Colonel by the cliff. We've been spotted, said Billy, as she saw Mr. Slug staring at them. He hurried towards them. Woody, meanwhile, had a loose grip on Nelson's head as he dragged it towards him by his feet. As Mr. Slug approached Billy and the Colonel on top of the cliff, the girls turned around quickly, trying to hide the rope. This caused the rope to sway from side to side, and Woody lost his crucial grip nelson's head rolled away from him and fell towards the beach below oi you're not supposed to be up here said mr slug as he reached billy and the colonel we were just leaving weren't we colonel said billy any minute now said the colonel it's not safe up here i mean you wouldn't want to fall over would you mr slug said this in a menacing way making it sound like a threat his walkie-talkie beeped seagull alert at c24 seagull alert it crackled Mr Slug grimaced but he knew he had to respond to the alert I hate seagulls he said to the girls and hurried back down the path as soon as his back was turned Billy and the colonel resumed their firm grip on the rope and started to pull Woody up have you got it? asked the colonel as Woody's face started to appear over the cliff it was a struggle but he finally got to his feet where's the head? she asked again I think I've injured myself whimpered Woody holding his knee I have you know, he added, just to make sure the girls knew he wasn't joking. Medic, the colonel cried, to no one in particular, having seen it in an army movie once. Billy came up with an assertive plan of action. Colonel, you stay here and look after Woody. I'll get Shiv. Meet back at my caravan. The colonel nodded in an agreement. Billy ran off. Woody looked at the colonel with a doleful face. His knee really hurt. The colonel held him up around his shoulders. Come on, let's keep moving, she said and they hobbled off together. Chapter 21 Shiv's Disappeared Billy approached Shiv's caravan and could immediately sense that something was wrong. She knocked on the door, but there was no answer. She knocked harder, Still no answer. What would Shiv do? She asked herself. She thought for a second, then banged on the door, long and hard. Shiv, it's me, Billy, she cried. But it was hopeless. She looked around and noticed that Shiv's parents' car wasn't there. Billy frowned, getting increasingly suspicious. She moved one of the picnic benches towards the window of Shiv's caravan, climbed up and peered inside. Shiv? Shiv? Inside the caravan, everything was turned inside out and upside down. Something strange was definitely going on. ''Oh dear, lost a friend, have we?'' said a voice behind her. Billy turned to see Diane calmly staring at her, as if she was standing there all along. ''Where's Shiv?'' ''What's happened?'' asked Billy immediately. ''Such a shame,'' said Diane. ''I don't think we'll see him or his family again.'' ''What have you done?'' asked Billy. Now she was really worried about Shiv. ''Me?'' "'I haven't done anything. But where are they?' "'I think you're too young to understand,' said Diane. "'Don't worry. You'll get over it.' Diane checked her watch and then unwrapped a chew-sweet. "'Finished early from archery, Wilhelmina?' she asked, looking at Billy with a smirk as she popped the chew-sweet into her mouth. Billy gazed at the chew-wrapper, still in Diane's hand. It looked very similar to the chew-wrappers that they'd found by the bonfire.' Billy stared wide-eyed and open-mouthed as Diane turned and confidently walked away. Meanwhile, the colonel was dragging Woody along by the creek as they headed back towards Nelson's retreat. The ground was rough and uneven with gravel, making it difficult for them to walk, especially Woody, whose knee was still giving him trouble. The colonel remained on full alert, looking out for anything suspicious. Up ahead, she heard a noise coming from the reeds next to the creek, Get down, she said, and pushed Woody to the ground. Ah, my knee! Stay here, said the Colonel, as she set off to investigate. I'm fine, leave me here, said Woody, trying to be brave. In the reeds, Swindon was hiding out from aliens, the FBI, and anyone else who might be involved in his CIA clone squirrel hole theory. He was paying so much attention elsewhere that he didn't notice the Colonel creep up behind him. Boo, she said, giving him a fright. I think they're coming to get me, Swindon whispered. Oh, I don't doubt it, said the colonel. She grabbed him by the shoulders and shook him as hard as she could. Get a grip, soldier. Your Nelson needs you, she said. Yes, we're that desperate. Colonel? Colonel? said Woody, rather weakly from his position on the ground. The colonel left Swindon to rejoin Woody. Swindon thought about what the colonel had said and decided to follow her. After all, Where else was he going to go? He was probably safer with them than anywhere else. My knee, said Woody when the colonel returned. She gave him a withering look. She realised Woody was going to slow her down, but she wanted to take responsibility for her troops. Plus, she was keen to get back to the caravan and find out what Billy and Shiv had discovered. Chapter 22 You Need Help Billy paced back and forth in the middle of the caravan. Swindon was looking out of the window, expecting aliens or the FBI, or both, to turn up. The colonel wrapped a splint around Woody's leg to help heal his knee. The atmosphere was tense. Billy had already told them about Shiv's disappearance and her encounter with Diane. No one knew what to do next. The colonel focused on Woody's leg. Ow, 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 he cried. I haven't even started yet, she said, and tightened her bandage on his leg. Ow! Suck it up, soldier, she ordered. Swindon turned towards Billy, who was still pacing back and forth. Still thinking about Shiv, he asked. Shiv, Woody, everything, said Billy. At least he wasn't abducted. How would you know? What, do you think he might have been? said Swindon, more alert than ever. I'm not saying by aliens. He just disappeared suddenly. I don't like it, said Billy. Swindon could only grimace and resumed looking out of the window. It's happening again, he muttered to himself. Billy continued to pace, preoccupied with her own thoughts. Diane's covering her tracks. She spotted Shiv when we followed her, and now he's gone. His whole family has. Woody watched Billy, paying close attention. And Mr Slug's out to get us. Stupid marble, he said. The colonel had finished wrapping her bandage around Woody's leg. She nodded, happy with her work, but then noticed a sudden silence in the room. Woody glanced up too. They could tell that Billy was deep in thought, formulating a plan. ''Right, we have three options,'' said Billy finally. ''One, we run away.'' ''Great, I'll pack,'' said Swindon, turning around from the window, but Billy ignored him. Two, we don't do anything and we let them get away with murder.'' The colonel didn't like the sound of that option. She tried to interrupt, but Billy continued. Three, we proved Diane did it. The colonel much preferred the sound of that. I say, we proved Diane did it. It might be the last thing we ever do in this camp. Right, said Billy. We break into Diane's office, find out who the real Nelson Nutmeg is, or was. Once we know his identity, we'll be able to prove he's dead. Good plan, said Woody, pleased that the gang was coming together again. You guys need help, said Swindon. "'Look who's talking,' replied the colonel. "'No, no, listen,' said Swindon. "'There's this kid who never goes home, never leaves. "'He knows everything, sees everything, and that's why he's known as...' Everyone leaned forward, waiting for Swindon to reveal this mysterious kid's name. "'The Cyclops,' Swindon finished. The colonel sighed and flopped back in her seat. They had heard about the Cyclops, but he was just a myth around the camp. He didn't exist.' "'Forget the Cyclops,' Billy said. "'We've got a plan.' "'No, you don't. "'You have half a plan,' said Swindon. "'You don't know how to get into Diane's office, "'who's in there and what time. "'Cyclop knows all.' "'Woody fidgeted in his seat, "'getting nervous about the Cyclops. "'Sit still,' said the Colonel, "'annoyed that Woody's bandage was coming loose "'because of his fidgeting. "'So, have you seen him, this Cyclops?' "'Woody whispered to Swindon. "'Well, no, no one has.' That's the point. The others frowned, thinking it was already a dead end. But I know where he lives, added Swindon. Billy perked up. The opportunity to meet the mysterious Cyclops was too good to miss. You've been listening to Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? It was read by Danny Stack from his own novelisation of the film. To find out more, and watch some clips from the movie visit nelsonnutmeg.com.